Hey everybody, InventRight co-founder Andrew Krauss here. I recently did a video called What is an Invention Coach? And I wanted to kind of do another video on the topic talking about the advantages of having an InventRight coach. But even if you never want to get coaching, I think this is going to be beneficial for you because what it's going to do is illustrate the points at which people mess up. So if you're like, well, I don't want an invention coach, I'd never do that, Andrew you're still gonna benefit from this video because we're gonna talk about some key points that people mess up when they don't have an invention coach, but that we catch when we're a coach. So, um, let's, so let's jump into it. And if you're just gonna do it on your own, hey, at least you'll be aware of these key, let's call them falling down points. So the first thing that people mess up on is they when they come up with an idea, they don't do their research. So, and people are a little afraid about what they're gonna find or they just don't know how to do their research. And so Google Images and Amazon are great tools. Um, obviously, if it's an industrial product, it's not gonna be on Amazon, but Google Images is gonna be there. So there are some tools, Google Shopping's great too. I'm not, this isn't a video about how to do your research, but I can tell you that most people don't do it and they're afraid of what they're gonna find. Because you came up with this idea, you've been thinking about it for weeks or months or years and you don't want to do that search to look at the other products. And so one, a lot of people don't do the search. They don't do a market search. They don't look at the micro category of their invention. So for instance, not all barbecue products, but barbecue spatulas, because you got a barbecue spatula. You can become an expert in a micro category in like two to four hours. And you need to do that. You need to know all the other products in the space because marketing managers are going to know it. So, but most inventors don't do that. They think they did it, but they did a poor job or they have an attitude about it. So they're, they're doing the search, oh, that sucks, oh, that's cheap, oh, that's stupid, that's a wrong attitude. Okay, I see the one over here does this and the price points range from here. Just be objective about it. Don't say that your product's better than all these things. If you have a chip on your shoulder when you're doing that research, you're gonna do a crappy job of doing that research. If you got an open mind, I wanna understand the space of barbecue spatulas or kitchen cutting boards or whatever, because I have a kitchen cutting board. That is the right attitude, okay? And then you decide if you need to make a change. So when you have a coach, they can take a real look at your research and they can point out, this is where you're deficient in your studying the marketplace. And almost always we find that people are deficient in some area. We do get some people that are really on the ball in that one area, but maybe not in others. Um, and we're like, wow, you did a great job, but it's pretty rare. So catching, because if you didn't do your research right, you might not change something about your product or you might not do the marketing right. Because when you look at all these other products, you're gonna steal some of the marketing because like this product's kind of similar, but it has this benefit. So we're gonna still use these same bullet points, but add this and this. So there's so much to be gained from doing your research and doing it right. So when you have a coach, they can point out where your holes are. You know, that's a really big thing. Um, next thing is marketing material. So with marketing material, when I talk to inventors or see a marketing piece from an inventor that's not an invent right suit, 90% of it, it's bad. It's not good enough. And they thought it was. And sometimes it's really bad. I would say half the time it's really bad guys. Like just complete, sorry, my nose is a little itchy. Complete amateur hour. Um, and then I would say, so 95, 90% of the time it's bad. Uh, I would say 5% it's okay. You don't want so okay. And 5%, it's like, 
I would say 5% at most, I'm like, oh, this sell sheet's good to go when I see inventors have them. Not our students, because our students get guidance from the coach. So um, you could be listening to our shows and go, well, Stephen Andrews said, don't contact three companies, contact 30 if you have it. But if your sell sheet's garbage, you're not going to get interest from companies. So where I see people fall down is they don't understand who it's for. It's not for the company. It's for their customer. You want them to look at it and go, oh, if my customer saw this, they would want it. That's what you want to accomplish. And that's not easy to do. What are the right pictures? What are the right bullet points? What is the right benefit statement? And when a coach helps you massage that, usually we're doing multiple calls to get that done because it's so important because it's doing all the selling for you, right? A sell sheet or a video that gets your point across, the sell sheet, you, they need to get it in six to 10 seconds. If it's a video, it's under 60 seconds. It's usually somewhere between 30 and 60 seconds. And you don't wanna lose them in the first 20 seconds so they keep watching the whole thing. But that is all you got. They don't have time to think on it. Assume they're half brain dead and the marketing manager is just giving it a glance or just looking at it very casually. They're not gonna give it a lot of thought. And most inventors are up in their own head about their product. And so they're familiar with it because they've been thinking about it for years, maybe. But you got to look at it from a perspective of somebody seeing it the first time. They need to get it like that. Few people can do that. Our students can do that when they leave us. But most people, when they come to us, they're not that good yet. I have people that are professional marketers, too. You think they do a good job, but because it's their own product, they're kind of emotional. It's close to their heart. And they, they didn't do a good job with it either, where they could help somebody else. But because it's their own product, they don't do a good job of it. So that's definitely something that you guys can hone, but that's a that's a big thing where you just have to go into the minutia of it and having a coach is very, very beneficial. Um, the other thing is list of companies. So with the list of companies, it needs to be big. You know, it needs to be, you know, with the, if you have a kitchen gadget, almost always every time you're going to have like 30 companies, sometimes 40 or 50. And I know some projects, you're not going to have 30 companies. There's only 12. But you want to make sure you had as many as you can. And for most products, it will be 20 or 30. OK, it's OK if you only have 12. If you're like you make your list as best you can and you realize you only have three, got to kind of wonder, is this a project to work on? But most people that say they only have three, I look at them like, no, you can have way more. So it's super beneficial to have a coach tell you, um, no, you could find more companies over here. What about this type? They got to look at your particular product to tell you this. Why don't you go uh, like adjacent, like companies are doing this or look for more retailers where you're going to find more manufacturers, your, your list of you're not looking at enough retailers to find the manufacturers. So it gets very specific. So that's another very beneficial thing of coaching. And like I said, if you guys aren't going to do coaching with us or somebody else, um, at least you're realizing where people are falling down. Um, and then the other big thing, I'm not going to cover them all, guys, but I'm going to cover some of the major ones, is reaching out. People have no freaking idea how to reach out. They're... Um, you know, I, I mean, if you're doing a video and you think, well, hi, my name is Bob and I came up with an idea five years ago. And my family says I'm a good, you know, if you're starting your video instead of just pitching the product like that, you're toast right there. They're like, oh, my God, not another one of these. Right. Um, so you need to know what to present to companies. That was the sell sheet of the video we talked about earlier. And that's going to be your salesperson. That's doing the selling for you. But then you also need to know, like, what do I say on a LinkedIn message? Most of you might not even be reaching out on LinkedIn. That's a big mistake. 
Um, or what do I say in an email? Or how do when I call a gatekeeper, what do I say? Or how do I reach out to a salesperson, get in that door? There's there's multiple ways. There's like four or five main different ways you can use to get into companies. And if you don't know the right way to approach that email, um, I'll give you an example that most people would never do. I'll give you two examples. Um, you've been reaching out to a company and they're just not responding, just not responding. And then at some point you say, look, if, if you're not interested, just just say not a right match. You know, Let, let's say so. But most inventors would never do that. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to ask for a no. It's like, well, maybe they just thought they were being nice by not responding, but they're not doing you any favor because you can't check them off your list. So you make it easy for them to say no. Right. Because they're not going to say no if they like the product. You know, um, so there's that's one one thing. What was the other thing I was going to say um, with regards to that? I, I don't remember what the other one is, but but oh, oh, I know what the other one is. Most inventors would never send to a company that said no to them again. They're like, this company rejected me. I'm like, you just made a relationship. You sent them a product. They said no to that. And you say, are you open to more? And they say yes. 95% of them are going to say yes. So you built a bridge. You built a relationship with that company by sending them your first product. Not only that, if they said, well, it won't work because this, this, and this. Well, don't resubmit if you can't fix those things. But most of the time we're going to get when you're inventing is non-specific, not at this time, not a right match. And most inventors would never resend to that company. But you got to realize you might send it to them six or eight months later and you might get interest. And you're like, why would I do that, Andrew? It's like because they said no because they were too busy. They might have actually looked at your sell sheet, kind of liked it, but they got five projects inundated with emails. They can't take on anything new. So they type not a right match or not at this time or something like that. So why not resend six or eight months later, a year later, two years later, what have you. And then um, and then two weeks earlier, the next time you got lucky with timing and they're like, oh, yeah, my boss said we need new products. So now they're showing interest. OK, so this is the type of thing a coach would tell you. Oh, I'm really disappointed. I reached out to 30 companies and nobody's interested. And the coach is like, well, first of all, you built a bridge with 30 companies so you can send them more products in that same category. And second off. Don't assume they're not interested. They might have just been too busy. So there's so many things like that. That was just a random. It's a fun thing that I like to share. But there's so many little things like that where the coach gets you in the right mindset. So the biggest thing with licensing is mindset. It's a mindset. And the mindset that people naturally gravitate towards and go, well, I think this is how you license a product. Almost always it's wrong. And we do correct a lot of that on our YouTube show and in our books, but there's so much of it. I've found that without getting into the weeds with your specific product, people still aren't really getting it. It's not sinking in and you need to have that person guiding you for it to really sink in. The last thing is negotiations. We have a specialist, a negotiation coach. His name is Paul and he guides you through the negotiation. That experience is invaluable so that you can do deals yourself next time. So he tells you what to say on the next phone call, the next email, hugely beneficial. He'll go through contracts with you, explain things. There's, you can't get that from watching a YouTube video or reading a book. So hopefully that was helpful on why coaching is so beneficial. And even more importantly, 
Um, just hitting some major key points. If you're like, I still don't want to get a coach, Andrew. You've learned about these places where people fall down, so you can be very conscious of them and try to do your best in some of these spaces. There's plenty of others. I just covered a few major ones. I want to remind you to take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you next time. See you guys. Bye.